0: hi and welcome back this is part two of the episode Palestine will be free let's just get right into the episode okay so skipping to 2020
1: and Trump's deal of the century okay that already just sounds (laughs) what
0: anything yeah no anything that has Trump and century no (laughs) it doesn't go well
1: and so this was like this intended quotation mark peace plan but actually ends up giving more land to Israel and then further dividing Palestine into more, even more enclaves. And this took place in utter disregard of what the Palestinian people wanted. So they had no say in it at all whatsoever. And then, so now many Zionists actually blame the continued conflict on the Palestinians' refusal to accept a peace plan. But how do you expect them to you know go about this when it's just legitimizing Israeli settler colonization obviously they, they're not going to stand for that I think yeah
0: not also I feel like all of these plans all of these deals are taking place without like the Palestinians are not even present it's like yeah. between America and Israel it's all in the favor of the Israeli people I mean only simply they would be unhappy about it because it's so clear that they like they have they give no shit about them like it's all about Israel and they I feel like they try to make these plans that are clearly unfair and then knowing that the Palestinians will refuse so that they can say okay well we tried and now it's on them they everything that happens is because they chose not to accept this yeah kind of
1: it's because they have all this backing because um, they are pretty influential in political power and they're like financially as well because you know a lot of uh, we'll go yeah. on to say this later, but a lot of businesses are um, owned by like Israeli entrepreneurs and things like that.
0: Yeah, um, or they fund them. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm.
1: So um, they like all these international powers, the US, UK, etc. They just um, want to know who has more um, financial strength on their side so they'll completely be blind to even though this is seriously wrong as long as it benefits them they'll yeah, you know just turn a blind eye to it
0: yeah yeah definitely that's what that's what like the that's how you get to power
1: yeah
0: you just you know, pick the most powerful people and discard the weak ones that won't like benefit you. But I have something to say about this, actually. Um, you know, like how they always like to say uh, the Palestinians refused to make a deal or something. But yeah. during my research, I found out that actually, you know, the first um, person that was the first UN um, appointed person over the Palestine-Israel thing um he basically was Swedish and he was trying to like put an end to this. Like he was a peace person. Like, you know what I mean? Sorry. I don't know the right terminologies, but he was trying to like come up with a deal that will not just benefit both people, but also help, you know, but yeah. he was obviously understanding everything that happened. He knew that the Israeli people came, I mean, the Jewish people came to Palestine, and he was like sympathizing with the Palestinian people and trying to help them get back their land. And you know what the Zionists did? What? They assassinated him.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. Wow. He was trying to come up with a peace plan for both of them.
1: So this like, leads us on to like, um, basically, um, let's say before this um war, quotation mark again, um, how Palestinians have been living their lives. So Israel was imposing institutionalized discrimination against Palestinians living under its rule in Israel and occupied Palestinian ter- territories. Yeah? yeah? Um so one that you know, I got a lot of this information from Amnesty, so they one of them being is like forcible transfers forced evictions and demolitions 848 palestinian residential and livelihood structures in occupied west bank was demolished yeah um west bank being like it was se- separated from israel by the apartheid war and within its borders west bank is further divided between area a b and c yeah mm, yeah um israeli authorities justified this by saying that these buildings lacked permits but it's virtually impossible for any Palestinians to actually obtain it because obviously the system is built against them Yeah. Um, yeah. then like um, a lot of Israeli settler organizations have been initiated most of them being backed by the US and even having headquarters there so um, forcible evictions from homes in East Jerusalem and then a This is leaving like hundreds at the risk of displacement. And then um, also there's like nearly 400 case settlers living in over 100 illegal settlements throughout West Bank. And then these settlers are given Israeli only roads for easy commute and are protected by like the active Israel military presence. So yeah, a lot of this injustice that is going on is, you know, maintained by israeli forces the military
0: yeah
1: yeah um so there there are like over 100 checkpoints throughout this area and palestinians palestinians have to cross these like for nearly every aspect of of their lives school work etc
0: oh yeah also um i i heard of this from in, in from an interview i think so the this palestinian person he was saying, explaining how obviously, like you said, there was these um, Israeli-only roads. And yeah. there is no other road to, like, go through to get to where they want to go. So they would have to cross, like, go through windows and lawns and th- roofs. It's just, you know, it's not like there is another alternative route. There is yeah. no route. And they purposely do that stuff. I don't know. They like to, um, what's that word? Like, Taunt. make Bully. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like that and make their presence known by like um, terrorizing families yeah. at the most unexpected times and stuff.
1: So uh, at these checkpoints, like rampant abuse and sexual assault happens, and crossing them can take hours just depending on the officer's mood. So if they're like feeling, um, you know, a bit. Uh, in that teasing sort of like they want to poke fun out of it they'll they'll just keep the palestinians there for hours even though they have jobs no to reason. Go to, money to earn yeah yeah
0: and even though they have like all the documents or the things they need to so that they can cross it's just there is no like legal system that can protect them it's just yeah. depending on the mood you know they can get killed just because
1: they looked at them the wrong
0: way yeah or this person was in a bad mood and they hate palestinians for no particular reason it's yeah um um, wait sorry Uh, and also you know many deaths happen at these um checkpoints so many people die they're just basically murdered because they are uh, in the wrong place at the wrong time so many people like I don't know this particular person. Um, I've heard of on Instagram. He was going to his wedding. Okay. Yeah. And they shot him, and he died.
1: Oh my god! Yeah,
0: just it just happens so randomly. Like one day you're going to your like wed like wedding. Just imagine that. I don't know. It's
1: supposed to be the happiest day of your life. And yeah. And you die. The end of your life. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, a, a lot of unlawful killing and excessive force has been happening. So, um, the forces used during like, enforcement activities, um, search and arrest operations, um, military security forces killed at least 31 Palestinians, including nine children in Gaza Strip and West Bank, even though they pose no imminent threat to life. Yeah. So, that, yeah. that's just really going on about... Um, back to the whole mood thing, and then excessive force is frequently used against protesters in Kafir Kadem. So um, these are like usually protests against sett- settlement expansion, and two hundred fourteen protesters and bystanders have been injured just for advocating their own rights.
0: Yeah, and, and peacefully. peacefully as well. Yeah, just yeah. chanting and walking and clapping. Yeah.
1: So, also, freedom of movement has been severely restricted. So, eagle, illegal air, land, and sea, sea blockade of the Gaza Strip, which is known as like the largest open air prison, how, yeah. having like 2 million people living there. Um, and so
0: then, uh, I think that that is to um, limit, I mean, actually, not limit, they kind of trying to fully stop any kind of medical aid or yeah. you know everything coming into Gaza and just just I don't know yeah, I mean
1: so restric- yeah. restricting of movement of people and goods in and out of the area um, this that uh, continues to have a devastating impact on the inhabitants um, human rights there um, also this is they, they have denied this, but there's like a lot of sources that you can look up yourselves to see that the Israeli government even calculates the amount of calories going in and out. So the Palestinians what? are literally left on the brink of starvation.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, that is that is so true. And also, have you heard of this um, this a statement or i don't know what's called um but so they did like their calculations and they said that the situation in palestine if it continues like how how it is um tw- uh, palestine will be uh, uninha- unin- uh how do you say that uninhabitable by uh 2020 yeah. because this like the conditions are so bad and it's 2021 right now and people are still living oh. in the terrible conditions
1: so like with the corona thing as well so um all these vulnerable populations that haven't had any access to medical care or anything um so imagine just living like that
0: yeah i i can't really imagine that's a privilege I, i'm yeah. sure everybody listening to this they they don't know what going hungry feels like or I don't know. We
1: don't know what it is. Yeah,
0: we don't. And that's a privilege in itself. And I think having a privilege doesn't make you a bad person, but you have to recognise the privilege and use it to help the underprivileged.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, also, there's been um, arbitrary detention and torture of detainees. Um, this includes sleep deprivation, beatings, even to children, literally.
0: Yeah. 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 Many 15 year olds, the 18 year olds are arrested. Um, and that is actually another intentional act on the Israeli side. So they, if like they see young um, people protesting and standing in sol- solidarity with the Palestinian people, they like to kind of like scare them so that they can stop fighting. Because yeah. the young people are the future, right? So they arrest them for no reason, like, no reason whatsoever. They're just standing there. They come and take them, beat them, um, basically do all kinds of horrible things, and then they let them go. And it happens to people, like, multiple times, like, in they're 15 and they've been arrested, like, three times. And
1: um, Yeah, so this kind of sums up how the conditions they have been living in so far but then if we like go to really current day and how you'd say this unrest kind of um, initiated is um, I've got this news article I don't know if it's biased I'll read it out and okay. yeah we'll comment on it so Fighting erupts again as Israeli police raid the Al-Aqsa Mosque in Jerusalem on April 13th, this first night of the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, and disconnect speakers broadcasting prayers as Reuven Rivlin, the Israeli president, is speaking at the Western Hall, a site sacred to the Jewish people. Police then close in, close a in nearby plaza, a popular gathering place, and Palestinians and Jews begin attacking one another and Israeli police raid the mosque on May 7th. The raid on what's considered a holy Muslim site on one of the holiest nights of Ramadan is viewed by Muslims as an insult. So that was like cut out of the news article. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: I feel like they're trying to seem not biased, but I can tell that they are biased. it's like when they said Palestinians and Israelis attacking one another yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. I'm sure that wasn't a two-sided thing I'm sure the Israelis were attacking the Palestinians and the Palestinians were trying to defend themselves by maybe like throwing a punch or two whatever that's just not attacking because you know
1: so they're not actually considering really what went down is you know. yeah
0: and all right imagine like somebody starts like disrupting something that is supposed to be holy and disrespectful first of all and then and then they attack them i'm sure like i don't know like they've done this many times like attacking people while they're worshiping and the only thing i can like understand from this is that they're trying to like because like you know people's faith makes them strong yeah like having faith in God makes you believe that, you know, it will like God will make this go away or something. So they purposely come at those times so they can like disrupt that See, and make them that feel like where's a
1: freedom of religion, freedom of expression, freedom of speech, whatever is is there's nothing there.
0: Yeah, no, there isn't. You're discriminated against and persecuted because of how you were born, like you're born Palestinian. yeah. So, you know, the, from the beginning, there is no freedom whatsoever. It's just discrimination. Okay.
1: So um, then the second Al-Aqsa like, attack was where these extremist Jewish, Jewish settlers attempted to break into Al-Aqsa Mosque on Jerusalem Day. So they tried to climb the gates and Israeli forces were gent- gently pushing them away. However, if it were Palestinians, brutal force would have been used. And I'm sure someone would have been shot uh, with yeah. no hesitation. And then they had the intention to divide Al-Aqsa Mosque into two sides, Jew and Muslim, like they did with the Ibrahimi Mosque decades ago. And um, they stormed into the mosque under the massive cover of tear gas, rubber bullets, literally the size of a palm and stun, stun grenades. Um, while they were attacking the Palestinians all medical aid were was prevented from entering so this left over 460 seriously injured um, Palestinians with no access to immediate medical care.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also a little a comment, um, so the Israeli forces they purposely target the face and like the upper part of the body when they're like shooting these um, rubber bullets on purpose to like cause permanent damage so like many people have like a broken like jaw or something because they're like massive
1: it's not in proportion to um what's going on because yeah tear gas whatever it's not lethal but um with what what threat actually was there nothing there was no threat rubber bullets the size of a palm seriously
0: yeah seriously crazy and there was many like children babies that were injured like all those people well not all but like all those seriously injured people they had no medical aid on purpose and they couldn't they were too injured to get up and seek it so people had to carry them out
1: yeah so um hamas um this um they won leadership by a landslide victory in the 2006 Palestine election and other militants fire rocket fire rockets. So this is from the news article again. Um, other militants fire rockets into Israel from Gaza on May 10th. Um, Israel, Israel counterattacks with airstrikes. Despite international pressure for peace, the fighting continues. However, there is now a supposed ceasefire after. the this is what I added, um, After eleven days of Israel bombardment, killing more than two hundred Palestinians and leaving the territory in ruins. So that first part was from a news art- That same news article again. Mm-hmm. Um. So, um, the rocket. These um rockets that are being fired is literally being intercepted by the state-of-the-art defense system.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So if you actually look up. Um, the waiting of how many P- Palestinians are injured, have been injured or died, and the Israeli people. Yeah, it's just you know staggering, really, the difference. Yeah. And um, then again, this all um, is funded by the US with their uh, supposed three point eight billion um, aid for you know,
0: foreign every food. year.
1: Yeah,
0: every year they supply three point eight billion dollars. Well, not supply, sorry, it's not fund. called supply because yeah, they fund um three point eight billion dollars to Israel, which Israel uses to buy weapons, missiles, um, and um, you know, all that protection gear that the the police force wears that is completely unnecessary because like the Palestinian people don't even have guns.
1: Yeah, they only they have, have rocks.
0: rocks and sticks, and they're like sitting there wearing massive bulletproof vests. I don't even know. They think they're going to like a nuclear war or something.
1: Um, so like touching upon like Biden, he faced a lot of unprecedented cr- criticism for for not taking immediate action, declaring you know ceasefire, and instead putting out statements reaffirming Washington's unequivocal support for Israel. So going on to say that they have the right to defend themselves and things like that from these indiscriminate hamas forces whatever and now hope and now because the ceasefire has happened uh, i think literally anyone everyone is just hoping it kind of sits back on the back burner now so they don't have to give it its attention anymore and it's not important anymore when literally um i bet um it's under this term ceasefire but all of this is still going to be happening it's still going to go keep going on
0: yeah no um when israel declares a ceasefire they have done this in the past before and it just means okay we're gonna like like lay low yeah
1: yeah.
0: we we like get out of the attention of the media until we, we don't have cameras pointed at us and people are seeing the, the reality anymore and then we're gonna carry on. And anyways, they might now they're not doing like anything big as in like a firing rockets at um you know apartment blocks or something, but they're still terrorizing people. The the what's happening in Sheikh Jarrah is continuing, they are not allowing people to come out or come in, so you know, everything is still happening. Yeah. It's just like now it's kind of under the radar. They're trying to carry on quietly, but it's all still happening. And once uh, everybody forgets about this, because that's what usually happens, they're going to go back to doing exactly what they were doing before, which is why it's important that we keep giving this the attention that it deserves.
1: This like quite like, smoothly unfolds into how we can help because we can only actually depend on ourselves to make that difference and yeah. to keep you know keep it in the public eye yeah
0: so yeah each what each person does is a lot okay so the first thing you can do to help is educate yourself and those around you educating yourself is extremely important in cases like this you need to know your facts you need to know what actually happened in the past what is currently happening and, you know, everything so that you like, you know, if you're going to argue or you're going to support something, you need to know it inside out. So yeah. education is really important and especially people around you, your family, your friends, people on your social media, spreading things. Everything is important. Education. That's how people find out. Before, um, like in the past years, like so many people did not know anything about this but now more and more people are finding out and it's really helping because more people can support this and then it gets more attention
1: yeah um, then the joining the BDS movement so um, BDS is, stands for boycott divestment and sanctions so
0: Joe so boycotts involve withdrawing support from Israel's apartheid uh, regime complicit Israeli sporting, cultural and academic institutions and from all Israeli international companies engaged in violation in the violation of Palestinian human rights. So uh, that yeah. means any companies that are based in Israel or fund Israel or somehow Israel is benefiting from these companies, you withdraw your support as a consumer. And we have a list of those that we will share with you. Should we share it now? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I had a long list, but I found out that boycotting only works when there is, like, um, specific targets. Okay, the main targets for this uh, boycott is Israeli fruits and vegetables, uh, caterpillar, HP, soda stream, puma, uh, sabra hummus, and ben and jerrys i think are the main targets um especially ben and jerry's because obviously it's ice cream and everybody eats ice cream and you should really not because Is mcdonald's
1: thingy
0: um mcdonald's as well but i mean i got a long list but they said you should target certain companies and these are the targets that's why i said only these you should really not buy ben and jerry's because not only does it financially support both the owners are Zionists, so it's just really messed up don't buy ben Jerry's. okay
1: um then also donations 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 that is how you can also materially help and you know it directly contribute to the relief in palestine
0: so, yeah, uh, we have found some reliable charities that you can donate to if you'd like. IF uh, charity, PCRF, Pal- which stands for uh, Palestine Child Relief Fund, Rebuilding Alliance, and UPA, which stands for United Palestinian Appeal. Uh, most of these uh, directly operate in Gaza, um, so they can go and give these families the aid that they need. Um, the IF uh, charity um, provides food to directly to Palestinians, provides hospital and medical support. The PCRF um, also is working directly within Palestine, provides medical care, supplies food and medicine and other forms of aid. Uh, the Rebuilding Alliance um, provides meals delivered to homes, provides jobs to women to help with financial stability and is going to run an all-women restaurant in the near future and upa um provides meals directly to refugees across refugee camps
1: also going to protests in your city um so this generally captures a lot of media and government attention so go to the protests that matter okay so like you can clearly see that um it's trying to appeal to um The government so they can actually enact change. Um, I've been hearing like and seeing these random protests in the park by you know these teenagers and it it seems so pointless like who, who, how are you going to incite change? Who are you You appealing to?
0: Protests have to be um, organised and they have to be like everybody needs to be aware of it so that you can get the most people and yeah, there's no point in. I mean, maybe there is a little bit of point. No, because really. maybe
1: you're just standing there, um, like in this big green area, no one's going to be taking you seriously, and it okay. just looks like you're trying, you're jumping on the bandwagon.
0: Okay, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. protests are supposed to be like they're there to get the attention of the government and to put pressure on them to do what you want, as in. Yeah in a bad way but like for example at this moment it's to um get your government to stand in solidarity with palestine and support them and stop supporting israel so that's why protests are very important
1: yeah um also like what's been happening in schools you you shouting about free palestine or vandalizing teachers property or whatever isn't going to make an impact that's that's gonna make you seem out to be some hooligan who doesn't know their stuff and is just shouting about it because you know it's it seems like it's some trend isn't it
0: how actually have people actually been doing that
1: yeah yeah I heard like um oh these this thing from my cousin how like people in her school were doing that and it's it just seems it's so stupid
0: I mean I know that some people have been like putting up posters about Palestine and like schools and colleges take them down because it's um I don't know what what do they say but I personally think yeah definitely don't go screaming about this or imposing your opinion on other people if you're going to like educate people it has to be done in the right way because if you go screaming at somebody they will not listen to you it has to be like in a nice way so that they want to listen to you and um wait what else and uh yeah I think I don't know why schools and colleges are like very reluctant to support this cause because I know they say like oh this is the school leave your political opinions at home but this is not political this is human rights you know yeah so I feel like you know schools need to like step up and start doing something to you know it's just what's right
1: um like their part in educating the students as yeah. well by like taking yeah. whatever, um, like form time or things.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely. Because as an educational institution, it is your duty, especially like for the younger people, like primary school, to educate those kids about what's happening. You can't take a step back and say, "Okay, I'm not gonna get involved," because it's your duty as an institution. Yeah, you know,
1: definitely. Yeah. Um. Also, I've got this thing down here about um, moments of silence are used in contemplation, reflection, and in remembrance of loved ones that we lost. But right now, we have to speak truth to power. We should not remain silent when witnessing wrongdoing. In those circumstances, silence is not morally acceptable. We have the duty to speak up, right? Yeah.
0: So yes, we,
1: definitely. See, we see what's going wrong and we have a voice as like what however cliche that sounds we can still use it and it's all it's all disciple, isn't it to spread awareness and this actually does make a change
0: yes yeah. yeah i think uh if schools could maybe like hold one assembly even one and like explain and you know like give resources that people can use to educate themselves further that will be just really good they should all do that
1: yeah and i think to like kind of round this off is by by remaining silent when faced with injustice we are neither fair to others nor loyal to ourselves and our values okay
0: yeah all right okay so that's it for today's episode um this episode we put a lot of research into it you're going to find all of the um links for the charities in our description any um resources so that you can go and do your own research we will link link them down below any websites that are educational everything will be linked down below and we hope you learned something new with us today and that you will be supporting the Palestinian people and standing in solidarity with them and bye bye we inserted a snippet of traditional palestinian music known as zebke. so decrease your volume as the volume is considerably higher than previously um and enjoy a bit of palestinian tradition it's really lovely and um yeah
1: يا بناي